Amen. All right, we're going to play a, a quick little game. Um, it's kind of that the name that tune. Uh, I'm going to read a lyric. I'm going to read a line from a popular Christian song, or you know, Christmas song, rather. Um, and then after I read the lyric, somebody shout out what the title of the song is. Uh, we're snuggled up together like two birds in a feather would be. Got to shout louder than that. I can't hear you. Yeah, it's called, um, uh, yeah, sleigh ride. Um, yep. Um, when we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you're really holding me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. Maybe it's cold outside? Let us know. Let us know. Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. Blue Christmas? Uh, yep, blue Christmas. Um, we'll do uh, one more. I don't care about uh, the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own more than you could ever know. All I want for Christmas is you. So we typically think of Valentine's Day um, as the holiday for love, but Christmas isn't far behind it. Um, in fact, December is the most uh, popular month to get engaged. Right? Um, the most popular days to get, uh, to get engaged are Christmas Eve, uh, followed by Christmas Day, followed by New Year's Day, and then finally fourth is Valentine's Day. Um, so it's appropriate to focus on and it's appropriate to celebrate love during, during the season. Um, after all, as John tells us uh, in this passage, the Christmas story is a story about God displaying his love through Jesus and that love finding its completion uh, in 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 the, his love uh, for and through his people. Um, so quick two-point sermon, um, be the quickest I've ever preached, I think. Um, Jesus came to display his love, um, and uh, Jesus came that God's love might be applied uh, through his people. All right, so um, we have several de bad definitions of love in our culture today, right? We say things like, I love chocolate cake. Um, and by that, you know, we mean that um, you know, I really like what chocolate, chocolate cake does to my taste buds. Um, and it's kind of this you know, consumeristic, I will consume you, um, and I will, uh, it, it, it benefits me, it pleases me uh, to, to consume chocolate cake. Um, we also, during this season, we, we see family members, maybe distant family members that we never see any other time, uh, and we say things like, I love you, and by that, mean, by that we mean, um, you know, I've known you all my life, and I care about you, and it'd kind of it'd be sad if you weren't here, and um, and it's kind of a, a well-wishing, like almost like Merry Christmas, like love you, uh, love you kind of thing, um, and then popular in today's culture, um, love is kind of being defined as um, if you really love me, if you truly love me, you will accept me just like I am. You won't change me. You'll take me all my faults, um, and, and, and you will tolerate 100% tolerance and, accept, and exception, acceptance. Rather. Um, but let's notice how John defines love. John defines love. If you've got your Bibles, it will help to have, uh, have them open. First um, John chapter 4. Let's see how John defines love, um, starting in verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. True love, biblical love, 
gives us a glimpse of the face of, the love that gives us a, a glimpse of the face of God. He says God is love, right? So the love that gives us a glimpse of the face of God is a sacrificial selflessness. Um, and biblically speaking, we can, uh, we can say sin, kind of categorically, is sin is kind of self-centeredness. It is, I will use you if I have to in my advancement of me. That's kind of sin in a nutshell. Um, on the other hand, love is selflessness. It is, I will use me if I have to in my advancement of you. And John tells us this is love, that, the, that God the Father sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him, that is, that we might be partakers in, that we might be beneficiaries of, that we might receive the credit of his obedient life. That's verse 9. And then in verse 10, that same God the Father sent his love with the intent that he would be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. His death, my life. This is the love of God made visible. The manifestation of God's love is God the Father sending his Son into a certain death, into a certain experience of wrath, into the wrath our sins deserved so that we could live in the blessing of God in light of the righteousness of Jesus. His death, my life. This is not the first time that John in this epistle has defined love for us. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, um, he says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The manifestation of God the fullest display of his being, and the standard for our definition of love, God the Father sent his Son into the world to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So Jesus, during this Christmas season, Jesus came, into, came to this earth to display God's love, but John doesn't stop there. Um, John tells us that Jesus came, that God's love might be applied in and through his people. This is often missed, most often misunderstood, um, often forgotten. Um, but throughout John's five chapters of this short epistle, John commands at least seven times for his readers to love one another. He is serious about this. Um, I'm not going to read all of those, uh, but I will read a few of them. So starting back in chapter, uh, chapter 3, um, this, uh, and I already read half the verse. This is, uh, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We've already said love is sacrifice. Um, verse 18, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with the actions and in truth. Verse 23 of chapter 3. And this is his command to believe in the name of, uh, of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded. Chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. 
Um, and then in verse 12, the, the very next verse after the one I just read, John tells us why this is so important to him. Verse 12, we read, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. If we love one another, John says that his love, that is, God's love, is made complete, is made whole. It finds its mark. It is carried to its desired end. God's love doesn't end with Jesus on the cross. Divine love, agape love, comes from the Father, is expressed through the life and death of Jesus and finds its completion. That is, it brought to its fruition when we love one another. That means that when you love others, you are not merely responding to God's love for you, although you are doing that. You are actually loving with God's love. So when you take money out of your bank account that you have marked for future needs and you give it away uh, to somebody who has present needs, you're not just responding to God's love. God's love is pulsating through you and it is being applied to that person. When you sacrifice your free time, your TV time, when you sacrifice your sleep in order to tend to the needs of your spouse or to care for your kids, even though that you know that that, gest that gesture uh, will likely not um, go reciprocated, um, even though you know that you will likely uh, go unnoticed, in those times, the essence of God's love runs through you. Now, this is important. In those times, it doesn't really matter whether or not you feel particularly loved by God or not. It doesn't really matter if you feel particularly holy in those times or not. John says when we love one another, God's love reaches its desired end. It is, found complete, it is complete in us. Look how direct and unequivocal John is uh, in, in verse 17. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. And John is very concerned that his readers understand that Jesus didn't just come to pay for our sins, but Jesus also came to transform us into the images of, the displays of, the manifestation of God's love to his people. Whether or not you feel like it's true or not, if you are in Jesus, you might not feel like the image of Jesus. John says you are. Said another way, Jesus came to earth to display God's love through his life and death. Jesus also came to earth that God's sacrificial, sanctifying, and selfless love might heal the world. And he does that through his people, through his church. Verse 15, if anyone acknowledges, what's the criteria that you are um, What's the criteria that you are like Jesus? 
uh, here it is. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this good news. Thank you uh, that we love because you uh, first loved us. Thank you uh, for the good news that your love is more powerful than our deadness. Uh, your love is more powerful than our sin and our darkness and our selfishness. Uh, your love for, for us and through us to others is more powerful than our own sin. Thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, that you live in us, that you brought us to life, that you are helping our minds and our hearts to make sense of this teaching that you will bear fruit in our lives because uh, this word uh, will not return void. Thank you uh, that again we find ourselves in this place, in this room, in this story that you are writing. We find ourselves not as hero, but as ones loved by a heroic lover. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to decrease, that you would help us to enjoy the life we have in Jesus, to find life in the gospel. We pray that you would help it to make sense to us that we will enjoy that life uh, more fully. We will enjoy the love of the Father more and more as we give it away to other people. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.